Shalom Aleichem, Mishnayomi is continuing in chapter 4 of Nadarim, Mishnah 6, Mishnah Vav, Hamudur Hanoa Mechavero, a man who is the subject of a neder, that he can have no hana, no benefit whatsoever from another. Lo yosh ilenu, he can't lend him anything, velo yishal mimenu, or borrow anything from him. The Bartner points out that really lending him something isn't getting a benefit, it's giving a benefit, but it's sort of a, it's a gezeira, it's a rabbinical injunction because it's a normal part of everyday life that people who lend things also borrow things. It's a reciprocal relationship. This same concept is famously illustrated in uh, Vayikra, in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, in Kedoshim. Kedoshim is a parsha all about being a holy nation, treating each other properly. So the famous Pasuk in chapter 19, Lo tikom, do not take revenge. Velo titor, do not bear a grudge. At b'nei amecha, to the members of your nation. Vahavta kamocha, love your fellow as yourself. Ani Hashem. And on that very verse, the Rashi quotes the Medrash, the Sifra, that when we say don't take revenge, it means if one person refused to lend an item to the other, and the next day, then he asked to borrow something, then the would-be the would be lender shouldn't say, listen, you didn't lend me, so I'm not going to lend you. That's an example of taking revenge. Whereas bearing a grudge, the example would be, well, you didn't lend me, but I'm going to lend you anyway because I'm not stingy like you. So we do see that in a normal, functional, Jewish, Torah-observant society, lending and borrowing is absolutely normal and reciprocal and a very important fact of life. The Mishnah goes on, Lo Yalvenu, he should not lend him money. Lo Yilva Memenu, or borrow money from him. Lo Lim Korlo, he should not sell him items. Lo Yikach Memenu, or buy items from him. Now, back in chapter 3, we said that somebody made a netter about a whole group of people could sell them items for less than market value because he's taking a loss. The Taisvis Yantiv here uh, points out this situation is a little different. It's specific to one person. Now, on the subject of borrowing, the Mishnah adds, Amar lo, one man said to another, Hashi leni porotcha, would you please lend me your cow? Amar lo, and the owner of the cow said, Eina penuya, she is not available at the moment. So the would-be lender got very upset. Amar, and he said, Konam, I'm making a ban, a vow, a netter here. Sodi, my field. She'ani chorish ba le'olam. That I will not plow my field using your cow evermore. So apparently they used to use this, he used to borrow this cow regularly to plow the field, and he was so upset that the cow was not lent to him. Maybe he lent things in return, maybe there was a reciprocal sort of uh, expectation here. He got very mad, made a netter. So the Mishnah explains the ramifications here. Im haya darko lahrosh. If the owner of the field himself, it was his derech, his normal manner, he would do the plowing himself. Who usser? Then he can't use that cow to plow the field. But other people would be allowed to use that specific cow to plow the field. After all, the netter was, I won't be plowing the field with your cow. If he doesn't plow himself, meaning he hires workers or sharecroppers to do the actual plowing on the field, who then what he intended was, the way we normally plow my field, I will never use your cow to plow that field anymore, meaning even through the other people. So him and everyone cannot use that specific cow. Let's go on to Mishnah Zion, with a very important exception to a netter. Hamudr Haname Havero. 
Someone is the subject of a vow, he can't get hanav, but he has nothing to eat. So the man who is forbidden to give the benefit can go to the chenvoni, the, the storekeeper, you know, the market where the other man usually gets his food. And he can tell the owner, this other guy took a vow against getting any benefit from me. But I don't know what to do for him because Lamaisa, he has nothing to eat. I want to help him, but I can't help him directly. So then him, the storekeeper, the store owner, can give to the man who's subject to the vow. And then come to the man who can't give the benefits, the man who told him, you know, we're in this tricky situation, and get paid back. The Bartner points out he can't make him a shaliach. He can't tell the store owner, you are my shaliach, to feed him, because that's the same as him doing it himself. But he can just say, you know, listen, we're in this tricky situation, and I don't know what to do, and maybe you know what to do, and, and he'll come and he'll get paid, paid back. The Mishnah adds it's not just for food. Haya veito livnot, he was in the middle of building a house. Gadeiro ligdor, fencing a fence. Sadeu liktsor, harvesting a field. Uh, and Holech uh, etzel he can go to the workers. So maybe the owner, uh, the the one who's subject to the netter, ran out of money to pay the workers. He can go and tell the workers, Ish ploni muder mimeni hana. He took a vow against getting any benefit from me. Any day I say, I'm not sure how I can help him in this situation. You know, I'm a good friend. I'd like to help him, but I can't help him directly because of the netter. Hem osim imo. So the workers will c- complete their work for the subject of the netter. Ovain notlin sachar mizei. Then they can go and take money from the one who was the subject of the netter to not give the benefit. So our sages provided this indirect workaround to sort of, you know, help a person who's in a dire situation, an urgent situation. And it seems to me that the the intention here is that when the man who made the netter finds out that his friend has helped him indirectly, he will go to a chacham, go to the sages and get this netter annulled and make things right with his friend, God willing. Yeshakur chacham, be well.